0: Somewhere in space, this may all be happening
1: right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe.
0: A big, sprawling space saga of
1: rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes villains,
2: and aliens from a thousand worlds, a billion years in the making. You have reached the event horizon of Starburst Radio. The greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fam Radio International.
3: welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. I said it even, I said it different again Yeah, yeah. From last week. You're building that's, it up. It's my competition with myself to see how many different ways there are of saying it.
1: Are you going to do a compilation at the end of the year? I might do, yeah. yeah. You
3: never know for the Christmas. Open the Christmas special with 15 minutes of me saying that in yeah. different ways.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's People, nice it, little Christmas box for somebody. That. That,
3: that'll just make Christmas for someone. Yeah, you're right. So... Well, we are... I am Mike Royce, and here's Mr. Martin Unsworth. Hello. And we are the editors of the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. Mm. Forget SFX, forget sci-fi now, forget even Empire. I already have. You should, because we were there in 1977 in November. Mm -hmm. So I think you know what that means. It means that last night... Everybody was here till like two or three in the morning. Was it for what time did you and Seanna get home? I got, I got
1: home at about three. So That's not so too bad. I'm that's, guessing Sean was just before them.
3: Well, about three a.m. We were. It, it was all the effort gone into issue number four hundred and forty-three of Starburst magazine, which, even if it wasn't this special occasion, would be the issue that has Star Wars: The Last Jedi on the cover, and we. And um, we focus on that because, obviously, that is the next humongous release that's on the calendar for us and all our Starburst readers. And here is the the other thing. We started in November 1977 with the first images in the UK in publication, thanks to Deskin, the head of Marvel UK at the time.
1: I um, no, no that's before he was in the Marvel UK. I know. Well,
3: he got it. He got it. I'm trying to simplify it. Oh, now yeah, We yeah. got into the little story now with two <laughs> issues later that he did the deal. Became, became head of Marvel UK and blah blah blah. Yeah. But anyway, he ended up head of Marvel. That's UK. before
1: anybody emails. I think you find. Yeah,
3: eight weeks later. Martin. Yeah. Eight weeks later, and and then uh, yeah, well, you, it, this magazine had the first images from Star Wars, and Star Wars launched the magazine, and considering. For quite some time, a while ago, we went through two eras uh, during the 90s and then in the beginning of uh, this, well, after Revenge of the Sith, you had two wilderness periods where it looked like there would never be a Star Wars movie again. Yeah, yeah. It looks like Return of the Jedi was the last one and there'd be no more. Then it looked like Revenge of the Sith was it and there were no more. So how fantastic is it that we hit our 40-year anniversary issue with a new Star Wars movie on release, that issue.
1: It's With... it's kismic.
3: It is. I mean, it's 40 years. What are, the, what are the chances of it being a Star Wars movie literally on release on the, for that exact issue? We've got Star Wars on. We had Luke Skywalker on the cover when we started. Yeah. We've got Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia as well, obviously, on the cover um, this time round.
1: General Leia, no.
3: Right. Here's the thing. I just I just want to point this out. It is a protocol. If Even if you get deposed and your country ceases to exist because there's a revolution, yeah? Mm. Now, that's kind of the same as Alderaan being destroyed, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And sort of, because the, the country ceased to exist in, in the form it, it was. And they go and get asylum in other countries and live somewhere. And they always call them Princess Whatever or Prince What? Whatever, even if they do get a rank in the military. Oh, yeah,
1: but, you know, she, she was going under that name.
3: Well, what's his face? Um, prince William, he, he's... Uh, Is he on the cover as well? He's a prince and he's also got a rank in the military, he?
1: Have we got Willie on the cover?
3: We haven't got Willie on the cover, no. no. He's not. He's, I don't even know if he's into this sort of stuff. He might be. He might be, but have you noticed, though, you get to a certain status in life, and people get a bit oh, I can't admit them into sci fi, can I?
1: Oh, there's always that, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's not macho enough, is it? It's not impressive there's, there's, enough. There's is quite there? a few
1: uh, okay. sort of mainstream reviewers that are like that.
3: price Deny. That was mm. it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, you're, you're uh, I think that, well, Barry Norman was like that, and it, it really pissed me off. He mm. um, could be a bit but, sniffy but, with it, but. But he he made fantastic pickled onions. So really <laughs> do you know the sad thing about the pickled onions? Go on. Do you know the they Barry Norman's pickled onions?
1: Yeah? I do know. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: You know what they're called now? Go on. Barry Norman pickled onions. Well, they can't they can't be apostrophe yes anymore, can they? They can't be possessive of somebody who ceases to exist. Therefore, they are brand Barry Norman pickled onions.
1: That's a bit. It still His is. Picture's it's still on there. It's still recipe.
3: It's his grandma's recipe, to be fair. Well, it, should it be was gra- handed down to him. Grandma
1: through, Normans.
3: through the Norman uh, generation. Did he have kids?
1: I think he did, yeah.
3: Because technically, the they should be passed on now, shouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what and happened
1: to the uh, Paul Newman's salad dressing?
3: Still there. It's still that as well, although I, don't, I haven't checked the apostrophe, but with mm. that being an American company, I would think they'd probably leave the apostrophe S but on. Do you know what I'm getting at?
1: But you know, well, they'd have probably put it the wrong way as well. More than likely, yeah. yeah.
3: But, but I'm just saying that, yeah, I can't see them being up-to-date with the, the the correct grammar. They can't even talk properly most.
1: Not like what we can. I
3: shouldn't say that. We've got a lot of American listeners <laughs> that I really, really, really appreciate, as long as you've not voted for Donald Trump.
1: Yep, yeah. and... We've got an issue out at the moment.
3: You have. We've got issues. We've got a lot of issues. We've got one out at the moment and one that's in the pipeline. We've got one that is literally, as we speak now, going off on a press being guillotined and made ready.
1: Yeah. But if you go out to UWH Smiths or other shops, you can buy a 442. Yeah. With the Justice League on the cover. Yeah.
3: Can I say, um, if Very, very good cover as well. This, yeah. Oh, thank you very much. I yeah. appreciate that because i had to make that out nothing yeah yeah there was nothing there There i think you should have put
1: superman on there. you'd have scooped everybody
3: do you know what the uh a lot of people have been fooled by that there was an image that got sent over with the the pack of stuff and um there was an image in it that it was of him in the black costume Mm. and everybody thinks that's genuine everybody thinks that's from the film it's not at all
1: it's a bit like japanese spider-man posters isn't it
3: We'll get to that in a minute. Cause, oh, you know the Chinese, I think. No, it. do you know what? I mean, I'm in an upfront mood about everything. And, and as you well know, we, me, uh, in the new one, we're about to talk about this and I've sort of hijacked it a bit. But in the new issue, we go through the history of the magazine. And, oh, there's
1: some, some truths laid bare there.
3: Listen, I... Mr. Mr. Polly, Mr. Andrew Pollard, our mm-hmm. online editor, who, by the way, we, we'll get to another thing in a minute because he's working his poor little socks off this week. And I, if you're listening, Polly, I can't thank you enough because not only do I at the last minute say, right, this piece that I've written is a steaming bag of crap. I have now tossed it into the electronic bin and please can you help me out by doing a series of interviews. And he interviewed me and Chris. Instead of me writing the story of what happened... Mm -hmm. He didn't read right, it just read like, um, it just didn't come across at all how I wanted it to because it it was much more it it came across as much more confident than the actual real story was because there was a lot of nerves involved in doing it all Mm. and it didn't come across, it came across like yeah me and Chris we just, we went yeah give us this magazine, we'll sort it out not like that at all so I got him to interview us and not only that, just as soon as he's, he's pieced all that together. We've put this huge piece together in the in the Mac. The the bloody website is finally finished. Yep. After two years, it's finished.
1: C- it's up. Can you put a little fanfare in there?
3: perfect that's the podcast there'll be a fanfare there but we'll get onto the new website later but yeah mr andrew pollard is definitely the hero of starburst this week Uh, he he has uh, come and helped out in a big way and yeah this issue of starburst that last month issue 442 which is all about the justice league which is
1: it's imminent isn't it it's coming it's next week is it
3: yeah i think it is 23rd is it yes yeah Oh, Jesse,
0: it, I remembered.
1: Is it That's next week or the week that. after? Something like that?
3: Yeah. So, I love... One of my favourite sections in... Uh, and I don't, want, I don't want Ed Fortune's uh, head to... His ego to start to explode here. Oh, I can't imagine my, that ever happened. Yeah, one of my favourite sections. And there are a lot. I mean, what there isn't a sec. I can honestly say there is not one section... In Starburst magazine that I don't read and enjoy, and uh, even if it's about stuff I don't want—I mean, even the video game we stuff—it's—it's it's absolutely incredible, yeah. Mm. And and I read, uh, I like reading Roll for Damage because I do love I do love board games and messing about with board games, but I, nowhere near on Ed's level. He he knows all of them inside out. I mean, me playing um, what is it now that uh, Arkham game. The, uh, yeah. th- w- that is a complicated game I played that with some of my friends uh, at the house, it took us all night to play this game, I'm talking like six hours to get and, and as you go in there's a doom clock going and it's all getting it was getting to the point where one of these big Cthulhu monsters was about to arrive and just destroy everything yeah yeah. my god it was complicated but I loved it it was fun but it was complicated anyway you do get, get Ludo listen, uh, if you'd play if you'd Ludo after that would have been therapy. But but then then and I read a lot of games that come out and, and Ed gets me all excited. Thanks to him I got the um, I got the Star Wars game.
1: The Amada one. The
3: um, Amada, yeah, and I kept and a bit it's cost me do you know how much it's cost so
1: far? I can imagine.
3: Three nearly four hundred quid. <sighs> For a load of games. Because I keep getting the stuff because with it having a scale, it's dead impressive because it's all to scale. So you've got your little TIE Fighters there, tiny weeny little things on little stuff. Then you get your, your um, you get your Imperial Star Destroyers and the Rebel Ship, and they're really quite big. Then they brought out the massive ones, and these were like 40-odd quid, which is the price of a game. Yeah, And I'm getting it just to add to this thing, and I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And they had this massive thing laid out on a table. And do you know what? I've played it once <laughs> with my mate Brian. I played it once with Brian.
1: And, was you there going, pew, pew, pew?
3: Yeah, he won actually. Did really well. I'd like to say it was close, but he wasn't actually. I think I was playing, he was Rebels and I was the Empire. And yeah, that so sounds thought, about oh, right. Well, that's, I think, yeah, well, I thought that would give me the edge, you know. Yeah. What, but, uh, no, You've got to get
1: the right strategy.
3: Didn't work. So uh, I've done it that once. And for a game that I played once, it's got 400 quid and some new stuff's coming out now.
1: And you're still going to get it, aren't you?
3: I don't know why I'm getting it. I'm not playing it. I'm not playing it, but I can't not have it. Because you've started I've just got these little boxes full of Star Wars ships that are building up and I'm not I'm not playing. So looks yeah. good though. Oh, it looks great when you lay them out on it. You know, I bought this massive mat that was specially made for it. Oh yeah. And it was, and it lays out the entirety. You know, I got that craps table. Yeah. That's also a dining table, but it's at the wrong height for any chairs that you can get. <laughs> so you have to sit side saddle uh, when you're eating your meal, and it's it's and everybody goes, "Why well, have you got this table for?"
1: Yeah, but you you've
3: know. got it. Play you play craps on it a few times a year. You've got you can use it for board games and bloody silly stuff like that. But we can't eat off it <laughs> anyway. So then I'm, I'm thinking, well, you know, I trusted judgment and board games and roll for damage in this issue. It's trying to get me excited about a game, terraforming Mars. Th- th- you've got to get the right mixture of minerals and waters and, and um, air density and g- good God knows what else and temperatures and stuff like that. And I felt like... And, and yet, he's dead excited. You re, re, read this, he's oh, yeah, yeah, really yeah. excited about this game, and, and he gets me like, oh, yeah, this sounds great, that sounds great. If you didn't know what it was about, you'd just be reading it going, this game sounds amazing, and then you go, oh, God, wow, come <laughs> on. I mean, I don't know if Ed's listening, but, man, man, oh, man, I would like to see somebody playing this because I can't... How can this be exciting?
1: I bet there's a whole group of people at the uh, the UK Games Expo, but there's a massive room of people playing it.
3: Yeah, I mean, what next? Um, You know, hydroponics. You know, You've just got to get the right temperature to grow some weed so it's all on a board game. Yeah, yeah. You know, what what, what next?
1: And then one of them comes in and busts them.
3: Yeah. Blimey. I don't know. I'll tell you something else, though, and I'm not trying to go through all the issue, but in Retrobytes, a little bit... um, so it's getting to the point where if I but um, don't mention everybody's name after this, it looks like I'm playing favourites, doesn't it? But yep. yeah, the, that game, Night Trap, that was out for the Sega CD, got mentioned in it and it just gave me a blast from the past. It was one where you, you're basically being a bit of a peeping Tom Yeah on all these women. And and I'm just wondering, do you think? You could, I don't think you could get that game was it, out now. Was it you? released
1: by the Weinstein Company? <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I was, think. Was was that a Sean only one? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who he is? No. He's a big wrestler.
3: I don't understand how that happened to me.
1: They're all they're all big into wrestling because he knows Chris Jackson, who usually does the, the column. So turn it now. Oh and... no, no, I got it. Yeah, but but, I mean, um, he... but yeah, he's a he's a massive wrestler on the the, the, the uh, British scene.
3: See, that's cool, isn't it? Yeah. See, that's that's very cool, isn't it? So, yeah. So, it's still out there, and it's issue 442, and you can find out all about, what is it again, terraforming planets?
1: Terraforming Mars.
3: Terraforming... Oh, sorry, Mars, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't really need to want... terraform here, do you? The other planets will come as an add-on. As an add-on. add-on. I said, no, keep up. you bet you're right, you know. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Terraforming Uranus.
1: It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's not even funny that gag, is it? No matter when, of it when is. anybody ever says it, it isn't really. It, it is. is. If you say something and laugh after it, makes it funny, doesn't it? But
1: it's one of them things that I would never grow bored of laughing at.
3: It's, uh, when did you start laughing at Uranus?
1: When I saw it in the mirror.
3: <laughs> no, when it—I mean, when somebody mentioned the planet. Well, because there was a time when you'll mentioned the planet, and it's not that gag. It's just the planet because you're young and you've not well, been exposed to all the we darkness were, in your when life. When we
1: were young, they used to call it Uranus.
3: Oh yeah, that's right. So you reckon that comedians have hijacked it? No, and I, made it. I
1: reckon the uh, the proper scientists have gone. Well, I think you'll find it's actually pronounced like this: Uranus. Yeah. It's like when they changed uh, Brontosaurus, but you because they don't exist anymore. It, they've got a proper name now.
3: What do you mean they don't exist anymore?
1: That the, what we used to know as Brontosaurus was that was off. Oh, that's childish. If we don't call them do that.
3: Another you know yeah, one. Another one. There was another d- dinosaur that looked a bit like the Brontosaurus. A bit of Brontosaurus. Brontosaurus, long neck. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, d- d- there were two ways of saying this, and I don't know which is right. Is it the They're Diplodocus? Up... Yes, <laughs> Diplodocus or Diplodocus. That's it, yeah. Well, which one's right? Is it a Diplodocus or a Diplodocus?
1: This is the big uh, thing. And it... why
3: does it look like a Brontosaurus I... that doesn't exist anymore?
1: I was going to say email in and which way do you pronounce it, but it's going to be spelt the same anyway.
3: You I'm just going to say, <laughs> how are you going to do that? They'll have to do that phonetically, won't they? Have to do it is it scone or scone? Oh, they'll have to do it phonetically. That's no good, is yeah, it? So Bullshit.
1: What's the email address? Um, get them involved.
3: The email address, yeah, you, me, made me, you threw me then. Studio <laughs> at com, and we're also on Twitter, aren't we?
1: Yes, starburst underscore mag. You can get involved. How do you pronounce it? Send us a little file.
3: What? Starburst underscore mag? How do you pronounce it? No.
1: Diplodocus. <laughs>
3: they're going uh, to figure that one out. But... So, yeah, listen, it's... You're probably, we're probably
1: saying underscore wrong or something.
3: Underscore, my God. It's a sad old planet, isn't
1: it? It's probably under dash.
3: It probably is, yeah. Oh, are we going to get some emails? Are you going to get involved? Is it going to be a show? We've got lots of news, lots of stuff going on. We will be
1: talking about our website later on. We will. But do let us know what you think of it if you've seen it so far. Please
3: do, please do. It's up there, starburstmagazine.com. And we will be back with you after this short sojourn.
1: Feel the cold grip of his presence. Sense the clammy excitement of his evil taste the sharp fear that he alone can bring.
0: Dracula's blood.
2: This way, gentlemen. We know the way. These men thought they had tasted all
1: that life had to offer. Ready when you are, gentlemen. Would you be willing to sell your souls to the devil? If one thought that one's experience might be extended, it would be extended to infinity. There's someone there. Dracula is back
2: to choose his human victims. Alice.
0: Who are you? How do you know my name?
2: Dracula is back to
1: select his companions in darkness who must die that he may live. If you shock easily, stay away.
2: She's neither dead nor alive.
1: Lucy! Lucy! listen to The marks on her neck. She's a vampire. Prepare yourself. Every nerve, every muscle. No. Prepare yourself for the greatest shock of all.
2: Starburst Radio, bringing you all of the latest news on things you never knew you never needed to know. I listen to FabradioInternational.com
3: And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. That was a good one. That was a good one, that one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what, what's what been going on? These, they, we, we've got a... Shall we talk about website? Let's do get that. that out of the way. Let's, let's... Right. The
1: elephant in the room.
3: Two years. Been trying to get this done. Two years in the making. Indeed. The other site was all right. There was the first version of it. Functional, is yeah, the, the word. Yeah, the first version was all right. The second version we had up until this new one launched was better but it it still was cluttered mess it was difficult to find stuff the seo on it was poor. well
1: the, the, the big thing was it was not mobile friendly
3: yeah it was very very um unwieldy on the mobile you you had to pinch and zoom and and some of the menus didn't work on different phones and all the rest right this one it is one of the best mobile websites I've ever come across. So you want to read any news, anything, it's all free, just go on there, use it. If you want to buy the magazine or subscribe, be my guest, yep. please. That that works really well, the store. Everything's dead, dead good on it. Now, there may be one or two glitches during the first week. It, it's,
1: Every- it's still bedding in, and we've, yeah. we're aware yeah. that some of the, the resolution on the images isn't very good. That's because it's been ported over from the old website. Correct,
3: and we are working round the clock to replace any of that stuff and alter it. In about two two weeks' time, you won't ever know there was ever a time we didn't have this site. It'll be that seamless. Everything will be perfect. And all the podcasts at the moment that are going up are a bit late. They're all going to start coming online over the next uh, three or four days. And we are working really hard to make sure it's all fixed. Yep. But it looks really good.
1: We've it... got top men on it.
3: Yeah, we have Indeed. We have. I don't know where we got them from, but we've got yeah. <laughs> it's, uh It's good. So, yeah, we've been promising it for a while, and then, yeah, it was pretty good because yesterday, literally same time, we went to print on that issue that's been hanging over our heads for a while because since I took over, I, I was always, I, I think, the first print edition um, with with me's 374. i like nearly, is it 70 issues now?
1: God, done, it's a lot.
3: Something like that, seventy issues. Yeah, it's is seventy issues. Yeah. And the um, and what it is, we I thought straight away that I had that thing over my head, like, oh issue four hundred. Oh, that's a big press. You got to do something special for that. And then the minute issue four hundred went to print, I was oh fortieth anniversary one. That oh we've got to do something special. And now I feel quite a sense of relief.
1: Yeah. Oh fiftieth.
3: Well, the five hundred will come before that. True, and that's a way off yet. That's a long way off. I won't be it then. You I won't. don't think. I don't. I don't know. It depends on it. But I'm just saying it's more likely, I wouldn't be, because it's the amount of time that it, it is off. You're now. saying you're going to be it's dead years away. I mean, yeah, well, we, we're one of the two. I'll about to, you know. <laughs> I'm not
1: know. wishing you dead, Basil.
3: No, with the lifestyle, I'm trying to get a, a bit healthier. You know, since I got back from Vegas, but you know, we had. Uh, yeah, you're
1: down to one bottle of vodka a right? day.
3: Certainly, am yeah. Bonfire night was good. I was restrained, but uh, nobody else was, but I was, and we had good fireworks. It was good.
1: Yeah, I was a bit gutted. I had to miss that, but no, someone's got to put this magazine together.
3: Correct. I, I, I got that. It was, um, it was a weird, weird firework called the Clone Wars. It was two parts to it. So you set one part, and it was it sort of in competition with itself. It's a bit weird. So it's really the really I suppose it was
1: like a a duel.
3: Yeah, like that. Yeah, brilliant. Hmm. What a great idea but they 've stopped the one that I you my favorite firework was one called the commandos, and it shot them up, and you remember that you 've seen that one yeah, yeah, and the little parachutes came out and drifted down with little bits of phosphorus, so it looked dead magical didn 't it and it was that magical that the wind blew them all into uh, the roofs and the guttering of nearby houses and then the following day, you could see them all unblocking them. Yes, and they're finding little parachutes and not having a clue what's going on.
1: Was it last year you had the ones that had superheroes on top?
3: Oh, they were great weren't? Yeah, they were big rockets with that were superhero heads. So the you know, big plastic they, thing at the end. Yeah, little they, like plastic. So, like, super knock measures. somebody
1: out if they were landed on them.
3: Oh, they, 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 there's been a lot of blowback over the last couple of years? I'm not interested in your private life. Hey. No, yeah, I used to magically think that rockets went up and exploded, and that was the end of it. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. think of that. Do you? No, I don't. And then uh, the some of them started pelting the cars that were mm. parked up last year, and I realised, oh right, that's what goes where, up? That's where they go. <laughs> it, do, it doesn't
1: just disintegrate that bit of wood.
2: No,
3: that's it. Do you know we can't let uh, them lanterns off anymore in Manchester?
1: No, that's quite right too. The what rubbish. What
3: do you mean? They're not rubbish at all. They're yeah. brilliant then they rubbish. Oh, come on. What's up with you? What, What's rubbish about them? They float up. They look like UFOs. <laughs>
1: They're
3: brilliant, then.
1: You get people all excited to say, oh, I've seen a the UFO. They did.
3: Well, Oh, no I've one, seen a plane on fire. No one knew what they were. And the first year they were used, was six, seven years ago, they, uh, there were loads and loads of UFO UFOs reported over Ashton Underline. This mm. was near Christmas, near New Year's Eve. And then it turned out it was them. Yeah. I do like make see, no, no uh, correlation between the IQ of people from Ashton Underline and them them believing that they were UFOs.
1: Yeah, but you shouldn't have gone and letting them off over there.
3: <laughs> but, I wish it was me. But, I'd, I'd but do something else to fool them.
1: I do recall the story, which we won't go into, obviously, details, but the, uh, the one about you and Brian with the, uh, the cemetery. Oh, yeah. It has been told on this show yeah, numerous well, times, so we, we won't, won't go into it again. I won't
3: go into it other than to say I don't know where. he. He's probably still got some. He's probably still got some. They're like little, they're like chef's hats, mm. and like, the other ones slowly float up and, and go out, and these chef hats, they, they sort of, you stood with them for ages, yeah, and then all of a sudden they decide we're going, and it goes up quick. Then it sort of... Has a bit of well, a rest. I
1: guess in the the bigger they are, yeah. the air, the more the air texture to, to oh, come yeah. up. Oh yeah, and so. this
3: is a really tall. It's a massive, giant chef's hat, and it sort of uh, goes up, and then it'll come hover back down, and then you're just praying that it doesn't catch something and catch a tree on fire or get a grave or something, you know. Yeah. And you, um, <laughs> and, and that's the thing. That I I can only hope because uh, he didn't have any. He was, he was round for the fireworks on Saturday and he didn't have any, so I'm hoping he's run out. Right. And I, don't, I think it's harder to get them now, but, he, but he's think, just one of them.
1: It's he, crazy because you're quite near the airport.
3: Oh, it's not just near the airport. There's all sorts of stuff. They, when the, the chef's ones, because, you know, they do that thing where they come sort of back down again before they zoom off properly. Mm. They're uh, right next to railway tracks. Oh, I mean, yes, it, it is incredible. We've not caused some problems over the years.
0: But...
1: Yeah. Oh, you've never been caught for them.
3: Yeah. So I've got, I've got a bit of news.
1: Yes. Yeah, uh... There's a little bit.
3: Oh, this is this is it's big news. This. Uh it's a, I'm gonna sort of mix it all in all at once because, Walking Dead. They seem to be a little bit of, dis i, I, I like say discord. Discord. I saw. Mr. Chris Hayes uh, on Twitter, and and I called him out about it, and I can't remember what he said at the weekend. I just said, what was all this about? And he said, oh, it's over. And it was, it just came up on Twitter, TWDRIP. So I'm looking at it, and then all of a sudden, and I I went online, and I'm going like um, uh, Walking Dead, uh, actor deceased, actor whatever. I just thought someone might have died on it or something. Yeah, yeah. And no, he, he just thinks it's over. It's finished. It's rubber. He's just lost the plot. It's jumped jumped the shark and a zombie shark at that.
1: Yeah, he's done the, the full she sat, no, shark I don't,
3: thing. I don't know if he's seen the third one. And really have you erased. seen this week's yet? Or... I haven't seen this week's. Right. I've seen so... the second one, uh, which caused which prompted him to have this uh, meltdown. And I've also read what everybody else has sort of been saying, and and there's been a lot of bad reaction to it and but the the other problem is yeah the ratings are, are in fall. I think
1: mean, mean, that's the main problem for the show yeah I think as it, it is a problem yeah as it is for for narrative and things like that I think this has been okay
3: well I've got and I've got my opinion on it that, that maybe give a bit of light on it I'm not saying I'm right I'm just looking at it from filmmaking Perspective and how you go about doing the sort of narrative that's going on in The Walking Dead right now, and the the here's the thing: you've got in movie making or TV making, you've got people who, who can be good at, at filmmaking, and their forte is not the action part, and they have an yeah. action unit, a separate action yeah, unit. Yeah, yeah. Chris Nolan always. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, second yeah. unit director. Yeah, second
3: unit director. Yeah. But some people don't have a. Some people don't, know. everybody has them. I mean, some people insist on on the whole shebang. They, they want yeah. it to be exactly how they want it. But some people go, no, I'm going to do this story, and I'm... Then they treat the action sequence almost like the CGI or the special effects. They go, right, mm. this is what I want to happen. It's a
1: specialist thing. You yeah.
3: do this bit, mm. and I'll carry on with the rest of the movie. Right, well, you see, there's a difference between normal filmmaking, action sequences, and then you've got the other, which is war movies. Now, war movies are not like action sequences mm. because action sequences, it's dead simple. They, there is a, a situation, it could be a guy jumping on top of the roof of a car and then going down the road with him on top, and then the car flipping over, and then somebody, there's a gunfight and whatever. Very easy to storyboard it. It's all gone. War movies are different. They've always they've always been different. And what you've got with The Walking Dead now, they, this is the uh, the the comic book saga called All Out War. Yeah. And All Out War was at the end of this build up with the Saviors. There were about twenty odd issues where they, it all built up, and you had Negan, and you had all all the Saviors, and the the Glenn ended up dead, and they then finally they managed to get the mojo back, get organised, and then, then where the last season ended was literally the issue before All Out War. All Out War was, oh, it was a massive story arc in the comic. It went from issue 115 to 126. Mm. And also, for the first time in the history of the comic, it, just for this storyline, it went bi-weekly. Yeah, right. which is something like Wonder Woman and the Superman action comics do in DC, yeah, but yeah. only because they've got huge, you know, amazing Spider-Man's bi-weekly. And they, uh, they I mean, that's a lot of comic book, that, for one story. Yeah. But it is just literally a bunch, of, it's a war between the two, bunch of skirmishes, a few victories here, a few losses there, then finally you get the big battle at the end, and then you get the the face-off, obviously, between Nick and Rick. Yeah, yeah. Spoiling anything there? You, because you know we that's not weapon. Well, we don't know that they will do that. It could be anything. I Rick f- might die halfway through it. They're gonna, you know. they're
1: gonna edge it out as long as they can. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, but a lot of this happens at the same time, and they're just showing it sort of non-sequentially.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so here's the problem that's missing from it, and I've seen a lot of war movies. And I've read a lot of books and I've have looked into how a lot of them were made. One of the most famous one, A Bridge Too Far. Mm-hmm. I could go on and on and on. There's just tons of them, Kelly's Heroes, there's there's yeah, you know, there's endless, endless one of them. They've all got one sequence that's not happened with this. And the problem is this Everybody's complaining about different things, but reading between the lines, what everybody seems to be moaning about oh, is a bit boring. I don't know what's going on. I don't know who's who. I don't know whatever. Yeah, it, they, it appears to be a very disjointed bunch of gunfights all going on at the yeah, same yeah. time. Yeah, right. The every single war movie that's any good that anybody remembers that's worth its salt, if it's Guns and Aggression, if it's Whatever Bridge Too Far, they have the map scene yeah they always have the map scene and 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 it could be written on the ground it could be with little sticks drawn in the sander it could be in a full war room with a thing it's it's basically the war room scene and the war room could be anywhere yeah yeah and and it and the map could be anything yeah and it's when everybody gets together there's the exposition bit where they go right you go here with Sheba the tiger um, you go and attack that unit there. You go there and we all meet together here. And then everything that follows from that sequence, everybody knows what's going on.
0: Hmm.
3: And they haven't done it with this. And it's it's like filmmaking 101. And I don't understand why they haven't done that. But that would solve a lot of what everybody's bitching I think it's because about.
1: people are used to that. Is why they get maybe that's where they're getting introduced. yeah. Well, 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 they might but, be
3: used to it because it works,
1: it does. But I've been enjoying it the way it is. Well, and I can figure out what's going on, I can around.
3: figure out what's going on, but I also do understand why people don't know what's going on. I mean, the, there's a few sequences it jumps quickly that back and forth. That I'll give you one one example the, that little gunfight where I don't remember his bloody name now, the boring one who's gay. Yeah, yeah, the bo- and he's—he's not boring because he's gay. He's—he's he's, <laughs> he's the least interesting gay guy I've ever seen in my life. This guy, he's got no, no, nothing to his personality. He's the, the, a, um, that other than him being gay, there's nothing about his personality that distinguishes him from anybody. He's so boring, isn't
1: he? He was just J- Joe. Anybody wanted? So. Yeah,
3: he was. He's just a piss boring character, and you had that gunfight with him. That gunfight started out you had a load of people you didn't know that and then a load a load of other people you didn't know shooting at each other and for at least two minutes until i spotted him on the other side i was like "All oh, right, so them are negan's lot right okay cool uh, it wasn't clear exactly who was who at any oh. one time. There's so many extras in this that that have been in it for a scene here and a scene there, haven't had speaking roles half
1: the time. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been padded out, but they've got yeah. to ask them, them ones that are going to fall, so...
3: Oh, you have to, but, I mean, God, do you, maybe they should have just gone a bit light on the, the people and had it a bit more dramatic, because... No, I
1: think if, they, know. if they'd have done, like you said, and had the planning and all that, yeah, they'd have been... Complaints of, of like they have done the last couple of years where you'd have the plodding sort of like episodes. Oh, come on. The there's map nothing scene going could have on.
3: been two minutes long. Two minutes long. Here you go, Martin. You take your lot over there on to the north. I'll go to the south. And, and and tricky bollocks here can go to the centre, and then we all pincer movement him and, and move in. There you go. There's your map done. Uh, uh, which then, one's tricky then we bollocks? Start whoever, you know, I'm just making up some. I'm just wondering. People. It could be Chris, maybe, but he's not. He's more like sensible bollocks, isn't he? Yeah, he he'd could be, be the sensible. king. Sensible, yeah. He could be. I don't think he'd. I don't know if he'd have that, that CGI. Um, tiger though would he no don't think he'd like that because when you're stroking it it's obvious your hand's not going through its fur (laughs) you'd
1: have a little dog let's not have
3: a dig at that scene i like it hey hey sheba by the way the the tiger is by far the most interesting character in it so which if you believe the
1: the trailers is going to get killed
3: oh Oh, dear me. Well, that's that's
1: me. The, the the trailer we saw sort of like before the series started. Oh, it looked dear. like it was going to
3: oh, be. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Well, we'll... we'll Whether that's we'll misdirection, or not And there'll be a lot of people tuning out at that point. Yeah. It's got don't, a lot of fans as, as that.
1: Don't that kill target. animals, ever.
3: So, all I'm saying... Listen, I haven't said my opinion, though, have I? Um, I don't mind it. I think it's okay. I'm just saying that I've listened to what some people are saying. And I'm not really. I don't find myself in a position where I can say they're wrong because the the, the bits that they're bothered about it, it is. It's difficult for people to remember all these bloody characters and to But have it, it was all... like
1: that right at the beginning though, as well. If you remember, a little a, bit. none of them were actually stood out enough to remember the names even for the first six yeah, episodes. But
3: Negan's lot, there's only one or two of them. Yeah. That you remember. And you've and, not actually seen
1: much of them this series yet.
3: Well, so. no, you saw him run off and hide in the first one. Yeah. Um, and then we had the famous bit. And can I just say this that line, this line, is from the comics. So I'm not going to have a go at um, what's his name? Womble Guy. <laughs> it's, um, it's the I hope you got your shitting pants on. Yeah, because you're gonna be shitting. Yeah, that was the comic book that they took that line because they wanted that scene. I'm not gonna pretend that the comic book is the best written thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's not really. It's 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 it goes forward the comic book on momentum and the fact that no one had done a series like this survival horror ongoing. Mm. Uh, with, you know, people dropping like flies left, right and centre. That hadn't been done before The Walking Dead, to to my knowledge anyway, or certainly not,
2: not that with scale. this sort of yeah. scale and yeah.
3: success. So these, these classic moments in it, and they try to recreate them in the show, and they try to sometimes recreate them and then do something else, mm. you know. And there you go. So I haven't seen the next one, so I'm going to watch it. But at the moment, we are dealing with a situation where season eight... Has got um, since it hit its heyday around about the season four part, you know, even as far into um, the beginning of last season.
1: I mean, so sort of season five was the pinnacle yeah. when it ended with the cliffhanger and stuff. So. Yeah.
3: See, the last season that began with the "Who's Negan going to kill with a baseball bat?" was uh, seventeen million well, viewers. Was that season
1: six, I'm talking about that isn't it? So yeah, yeah.
3: Season six, um, where the end. Season seven, opening episode, and that's only a year ago. Seventeen million viewers. Um, the last episode, I believe, was something like six. That is a uh, that is an astonishing drop off. And yeah, but the,
1: cliffhangers always get people in, involved.
3: Absolutely. But it's still down massively. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it's still down. So I'm just saying, people, they're all panicking now because they had this written in stone. They had it planned. Uh, there was an interview with Kirkman who, who created the comic book, and he says, well, look, we're that far ahead. We've got it planned for up to issue 200 of the comic book. We've got it written. we got it ready, you know, up to 200, issue 200. That will get you to the end of season 12. And he said, and we're not actually planning on stopping the comic book then. So I get the impression that they maybe, if the show wasn't doing that well, they were maybe going to end it around about that. And maybe season, maybe have the comic book have an ending that could be adapted to be a very final ending for the TV show, but the comic book continue. Mm. You don't know. Now, if that's the case, then that pleases everybody. But the problem is season eight, you're not going to get to season 12 with these ratings. They no. will persevere for another year, and definitely, no matter what happens, especially with Fear the Walking Dead. Mm. Now, God knows what ratings that's getting. I've no idea. I've yeah, not well, them to hand.
1: That first se- season of Fear the Walking Dead was awful, and I never went back to the watch it. It's weird, isn't it? Because But, it's, but I believe it has picked up. The so.
3: be- very, very beginning of Fear the Walking Dead, I thought, wow, this looks great the area's being took over by the military, things are slowly decaying, and then and then at some point it just rushed and quickly got up to the point where we had just The Walking Dead, mm. you know, and with a bunch of characters that weren't that, as likeable.
1: That we didn't even care about.
3: Oh, yeah, the, that, that woman's family. To say that she's the most likeable character in the show is an understatement. I mean, the interesting character is the businessman. Mm. Now, I've only watched, I just couldn't get, my head round it and I, I persevered to the first episode of the second season and I, I will get back to it and well, give it a you've done you know, one more than me then. Yeah. Well I wanted to see what happened and it was interesting. They were on a boat and it was, you know, a bit different. But there was a lot of hardcore devastation and explosions going on at the, the on the mainland and I didn't I wasn't quite sure why that's happening and they're not sort of explaining it. It's a little bit like you remember when in, um, what's it, what's the um, Danny Boyle film? 28 Days Later. 28 Days Later, when you arrive, he, he's had a, had a little dig at Manchester, if you remember, they were on mm. their way up north, and then they, they got on the motorway, and then they saw all Manchester all completely in flames. Mm. And then we went, oh, we can't go there, can we? So he's been a bit of a dickhead about Manchester there. Well, um, he doesn't like Manchester, he, even though he comes here all the time to talk shite at, it's the, just at from, home. He's so you know? Yeah, I know. But he's, but he's got an axe to grind or something. He's, he's always, maybe he was just being honest about it. I know, maybe he is. He's always bloody putting it down. And he, yeah, they, that was it really. They didn't explain that and they're not, they didn't seem to be explaining this. You know, I think the problem is it's difficult to get from where is the outbreak to where Rick wakes up in hospital and everything's gone to shit? Mm. And it's supposed to be, what, six months or something? He's been in a coma or something. Yeah. Which, where, why didn't the drip run out? Yeah. Anyway, let's not... Why did the zombies not come in and get him? Yeah, let's not even get into that. But, but let's just say... Yeah, magically been in a coma for six months. He he then comes out and he's got a bit of a, a bit of a beard, but he can still walk even after six months. Uh, that, that's impressive, therapy. though. Yeah. And then he wanders out, and then everything's where it is. And it it does seem like oh, how did it collapse so quickly, so suddenly? And they 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 very very rarely address that. And that's what I thought Fear the Walking Dead was, and it's shitbag shuffled mm. up to the point when I, I watched it. The first year, definitely.
1: That's why I didn't enjoy the first year. It, was, it wasn't what it said it was going to you know,
3: be. No, it, it said it was going to fill in all them interesting bits that were not dealt with. Yeah. And he didn't. So, <laughs> you, you
1: know, know, even the Romero films skipped over the, the proper decline, but you got to see some of it. You yeah. got to see like the, the way the news was reporting it. Oh, and...
3: absolutely. Anyway, it's time for another break. But please, uh, studio at fabradiointernational.com. Are you enjoying The Walking Dead? Is it really that bad? I mean, you know, God, people are giving it a really hard time, aren't they? But we'll find out. Let us know. We'll be back soon.
2: Starburst Magazine, issue 442. Available from a newsagent near you. Or download to your tablet today.
3: Embrace the
0: alternative
2: with Fab Radio.
3: And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. Hey, what else have we got? We got an email.
1: Have we got an email? We got a tweet earlier as well. So go
3: on, let's do the
1: tweet. And the then tweety first. Email. It's Mr. Ed Fortune, the wonderful oh, Ed Fortune. Yes. After he was blowing his trumpet earlier. <laughs>
0: hey, I wasn't but, doing anything that rude.
1: But you know, whatever you're doing, you do know, in all old times, you own business, guys. so... Uh, the best thing about the Walking Dead comic is it made horror comics a thing again.
3: It did. It did. Because we hadn't had... I mean, do you remember, <laughs> there, were, there was a period where they were huge. And I mean absolutely monstrous, if you remember. It, Just...
1: it, pardon the pun, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, they were. They were absolutely unbelievable. I mean, the the EC days. Yeah, yeah, the, from the, the late 50s. Oh, and my six... God. And yeah.
1: Up until they had the uh, yeah. the big sort of moral panic for it. Oh yeah, and well it that was outlawed them.
3: Remember um, Werther's book, The Seduction of the Innocent. Yeah, yeah. That caused all the they had to bring in the Comics Code then, and that was what uh, that's what caused all that. And they were huge. And then Marvel sort of did they did the best to bring in the monsters in a sort of PG way with Tomb of Dracula, of Dracula, the with,
1: Frankenstein monster one, yeah. um, uh, Werewolf by Night, absolutely, yeah, and all them. And, even uh, up to like swamp thing and things. Yeah,
3: the yeah. name of the guy who turned into a werewolf in Werewolf by Night was uh, Jack Russell. Oh, brilliant, That's an interesting. That's one that brilliant. Suggests to me that they didn't have that breed of dog kicking about over there. Oh no, sure. they did, and they didn't knew they? very well what they were oh, doing. Oh, do you reckon? Yeah. Good God. At um, least
1: it just wasn't alliteration like they normally did. Yeah,
3: but no, I he's right. Since uh, since basically Tomb of Dracula went away, in the, I think it was 1980. and it had done a full run and can I say one of the best things about it is it kept the same team of of Gene Colan and uh, a and Marv Wolfman writing, and the um, I think, I'm trying to remember who did they. Even the Inca that he worked with was was the same. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And a uh, which
1: one did Williamson do? Was that a Swamp Thing?
3: Um I Think so. Yeah. Yeah. And they. He yeah. passed away not long ago. But since since then, it's yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, Walking Dead. It did it did a lot for comics. I mean, like I say it's the first one where it's survival horror, and and I've got to say there was some gruesome. There's been some gruesome deaths in the comic, never mind what you're seeing on yeah, screen. Because yeah. you know they, they're being there. But but what gets me? This is the bit that still gets me about The Walking Dead. It's on AMC. They're not they're not swearing. They get, so they've had to tone Negan down. Apparently, am I right? If you get the Blu-ray set. Of, of the last couple of seasons that the Negan scenes in it he's coming out with what he would come out with in the comic book all the I, F- I, I can and, yeah.
1: imagine so I haven't seen them myself I know they did the one with um, with the a, death scene a, a couple yeah. of seasons before that
2: hi you're Rick right I'm Negan
0: and I do not appreciate you killing my men
3: Also, when I sent my people to kill your people for killing my people, you killed more of my people.
2: Not cool. Not fucking cool. You have no fucking idea how not fucking cool that shit is. But I think you're going to be up to speed here shortly.
1: Yeah. When they they got, um, what was the... Was it mm. not sanctuary? The other one.
3: Yeah, the one well, with the governor.
1: If after that, yeah, when they went right. onto the uh, the railway tracks and went, oh yeah yeah yeah, that and they, they were looking for that yeah. and oh you yeah. know, you guys are, are damn out of luck. And it was you know was yeah. a lot worse. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah.
2: They're gonna feel pretty stupid when they find out. Find out what.
3: Fucking with the wrong people. Yeah, well, the uh, what gets me is, I've seen we've seen every manner of death and dismemberment and disembowelment and and every everything. There's nothing we've not seen. We've seen faces ripped off. We've seen mm. zombie kids with their entrails all over the place, and they can't do that. That's an just F-bomb. Manchester at weekend. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and they can't do an f bomb. They can't do an f bomb. And I find that bizarre. Yes, Star Trek can. Yeah, oh, don't get me started yeah. on that. Well, I'm about to get started on that because we got an email mm. of Clarkie They say, my review, the shiny optimistic future Star Trek portended for humanity is replaced with a dark and grungy vision as the venerable franchise returned to the small screen, in my case, a new shiny 60-inch one. Good on you. In Star Trek Discovery, the
1: tone
3: tone is almost as murky as the shadows pooled in the vast crevice's foreheads of the redesigned Klingon villains. They're not Klingons to me then. Uh, They're crannulated new look suggesting a party pack of Mars bars squished into the pavement and left to fester overnight. Give me the Orville anytime, Dave. See, well, here's a funny thing I've heard about. uh, I saw the first episode of Orville and I was like, oh, I'm not sure about this. The jokes weren't landing. It wasn't a comedy. It wasn't a drama. But I've heard it settles down after a few episodes and it's a lot better. So I am going to catch up on the Orville and see what it's like. I... Um an absolute... Oh, God. To say I'm confused about Star Trek Discovery is an understatement. Look, I know I had to move on, and I know that there was something that needed to be done with it. I don't think that just sticking in F-bombs... To uh sex it up a bit and make it more that relevant, was so isn't?
1: out of the place it just and jared. the fact the fact the person who said it wasn't the sort of person you'd say you know, you'd expect that jar, to happen
3: it's jarring it's jarring, and you've this is it. you wanted to do this, you should have done it as a reboot uh, there you go. you should have done it as a reboot, or if you really really were so desperate for it to, it to be in the same universe, it needed with this look this aesthetic and the the way you're going after things, it should have took place after Star Trek The Next Generation. Yep. It should have took place then ten years Then they could have had after. the holograms and no one would have been moaning. It would have made sense. It would have made sense that there were new uniforms. It would have made sense that the tech is is ultra high-tech. This You wouldn't shit. have to shoe on some yeah.
1: stupid excuses. I just,
3: I just don't think it's star trek um it doesn't feel like star trek even last episode where they had a time loop a classic star trek trope a, tro- a time loop that was going back on itself groundhog day you know very reminiscent of some episodes of the next gen and and voyager and yet it just came across as star trek panto as somewhat some, some dressed as star Trek. it felt very wasn't...
1: forced Yeah, I mean, I'm not a massive Trekkie. I'm just I, I I can dip in and out. But I have been watching this just to sort so I can say something about it. But that's the
3: sort of episode that would shine and stand (laughs) out in the original shows, all of them. And in that one, it it seemed a bit clunky. And when it comes to the cast, I like the cast. And again, I love the ship. I think the look the ship looks great when Mm. it arrives. There's so many things. I wish I hated it. I do. It would be a lot easier for me to uh, just dismiss it, but I, I find it a frustrating show to watch. It's Star Trek for people who aren't fans of Star Trek. Oh, and well, that's it's, what we're
1: going for, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, it's Star
3: Trek for casual watchers of Star Trek who, who've watched the odd episode, who've watched bits of it. It didn't really click with them. And that's this probably is why different.
1: I don't mind it. Well, I'm, that, I'm not 100% on board, yeah, but, yeah, I, but, I, 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 but I'm not appalled by it or anything. Is
3: it really fair for people who have spent all this time Absolutely watching not. it and devoting Absolutely all this? Absolutely not. I yeah, totally agree with that. I, I think it's very unfair that they they are treated to something that is so dismissive of every aspect of the show. And this whole uh, sexing it up and going post-Roddenberry mm. and and uh, not, well, yeah, but it's taking place in the same time as, as his. Just because they're on this covert little mission doesn't mean that their principles would go out the window. Absolutely, and um, it does
1: seem to be that way.
3: And and that's it. It's not. It's just not the Star Trek I remember. And and again, those villains. If you'd have just had them as a new race of villains, I would have said, "Oh, the new villains are a bit boring." But I wouldn't be outraged because you've ruined, you've ruined a classic set of villains there. Yeah. Because you can't watch. You cannot watch this show with the other shows. You, you couldn't can't. do them
1: in the order they're meant to be.
3: No, you can't. You can't watch this. You can't sit and go, right, I'm going to start watching all the eight series of Star Trek and then I'll watch them um, in the right order, you know, whatever. You, you, you can't watch this with the other shows. It's got to be just treated as on its own. So if it has to be treated on its own. What's the point and what was the mm. point of linking it so much? Every single episode bends in on itself trying to do it. Harry Mud, but it's not the Harry Mud that we know. It, the character. It's not that he don't look like him, he doesn't act like him. And it's he's also, got nothing in common whatsoever with, it, with that. He's character. in a different
1: time scale and he's a lot, you know he's he, he's, he's not as he's young as he younger. should be.
3: No, he's not as young as he should be, but let's ignore that. The, the Harry Mud of the two of the two appearances in Star Trek the original series was and it is the weird thing, they're going to the point where they're picking a really obscure character from that series, mm. yeah? And then putting him on. So why why bother? Then that's, that, that's fine Why bother? Why that, not have somebody else? That's a fan pleasing
1: thing, but the balls in it up.
3: Yeah, the fan the fan-pleasing, the fans that are not liking the show because it's too unlike the other shows that they did like and I don't mean not modern, you could have modernised no problem, but you can't you can't just completely change characters and places and races mm. and then expect people to be watching it. Now, the the thing, yeah, the Harry Mud thing he was very much a Dell boy character yeah. Yeah. in the in the original. He was a comical heart of gold, but what a what a silly guy. This is a buffoon. A, this is a murdering Asshole, yeah, this, this vengeful, Harry Mod, who you could never see growing into the other guy. So mm. it's a fail, fail on a lot of levels for me, and it's it's a damn shame because the thing looks great. It's got a lot of money spent on it, um, and I've got to say again, the character I, uh, I like on the show is the captain. Mm. He's the one who's vulnerable. He's he's a very modern take on on a new kind of character for Star Trek. He's very, very flawed, and more so than possibly the other characters you've had in that seat. You know, he's not a bad character. Uh, fucking still thinks he's an asshole.
1: What about Clem Fandango?
3: I can't believe Clem Fandango has turned up in, in Star Trek Discovery, and no matter what you say, and I do like him, he he, he suits the role well, he's a good actor, but he's Clem Fandango, <clears throat> I can't. I just think that someone's going to go. Can you hear me? Yeah,
1: yeah. And if he doesn't do that, he's. <laughs> I
3: can't get. I can't get get round it at all. Anyway, Los has emailed and said you asked for an email. Here it is. Walking Dead has been dead for the last two seasons. Talk about milking a show. Move on. Fair That's pretty much what I've been reading.
1: Before we move on from Star Trek, sorry, I forgot. But um, mm-hmm. did you read uh, the comment that uh, Shatner made about it? No. I mean, it's in the next month's uh, Subspace Relay, which is our Star Trek news column. Uh, He was asked about his opinion of the show, as he would be. Oh, yeah. Discovery. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And apparently he's got this this ongoing sort of, like, jokey war with Jason Isaacs. Yeah. Isaacs. Yeah. Say it right. Uh, And he said, uh, you know... I've, I've, it's okay, you know. I, I thought Jason Isaacs in the first two episodes was amazing. His, you know, award-winning performance. Yeah. He doesn't appear till episode three. Yeah, no. So he's like, really. Yeah, that's a good sort of take, taking the mic out of him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that.
3: But like that. that's it. But he always is. He he jokingly plays on the fact that everyone thinks he's a bit. He he would be an egotistical. Swat basically mm. don't, don't they I mean and that's, that's how it speaking works speaking of
1: Shatner as well I just yeah. heard today there's an album coming out um, of sort of uh, sort of punkish sort of tracks oh, God. Uh, and he does a cover version of a cramp song oh, Garbage Man <laughs> junk don't talk about the you junk if i ever see i'd be bad because i'm the garbage man and it's very good well i we'll have to try and get that for the show we
3: had a uh, we had a weird man, malfunctioning djup but one of the first mp3 yeah, It was a dedicated jukebox. It was years and years ago before people even had the iPods and Fab hadn't been open that long. We went over to MP3s and we had what's almost a haunted. it take take, imagine this, six, 60 megabytes or something. I don't know, and you could load it up with music and leave leave it playing. So it'd play when the DJs are not on in, in Fab Cafe. And it had, it kept playing one song more than the others and it just kept playing it. It sort of once every couple of hours it'd be on it, it'd be it, it would come on three times in a row or something. And it's all supposed to be random algorithm, yeah, yeah. you know, random. And it was Common People by William Shatner. Yeah. Brilliant. And we then formatted the drive and put the music back on again without that on. And it still played it. And we had to just throw it away because we couldn't do <laughs> he, he 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 I don't know, poltergeist it. Yeah weird. Brilliant. Jeff Runciman's emailing in, he's saying, uh, Mike, what classic TV series or film would you like to see remade? Oh, it's a tricky one, that, isn't it? I don't, mean, don't
1: remake anything. Have something new.
3: It depends, doesn't it? I mean, some sometimes you get a remake and it gets the balance absolutely spot on, and sometimes not. I mean, The one that I would have, I wanted to see remade, got remade, and it's heartbreaking, and to me, it, it was uh, The Time Machine. The Time Machine, mm. with the special effects that they had then, it did an incredible job. It was a brilliant and film. And I thought, and it's still great now, and I thought, if you remade that, a brand-new version of that, you know, back back then, and then they did with Guy Pearce, and it was But you see, that's terrible. that's
1: not necessarily a remake. That's readapting the, the story. Of course that, it it's a, yeah,
3: it, yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't very good. Mm. It just didn't grab me, and, uh, I mean, the... Remake TV series. I mean, God, Battlestar Galactica is a high threshold on that one TV series. Yeah, they don't. They more often than not, they don't. They don't work. Now, I, I don't think they should have remade The Prisoner, and I think the result back that. Most that people have forgotten about that. Up, they have. They don't even know it exists. That I, you know, people don't even know it came and went. The. Remake of Randall and Hopkirk Deceased, that was quite good. I do that, that
1: was set for a different audience again, though, wasn't it? So.
3: I do think that it's time that uh, Blake 7 came back, but I'm actually involved in something yep. to do with that, and I there's, can't say. There's, but, this,
1: there's, there's murmurings.
3: Yeah, they may be a, and it won't be a reboot, it will be a, a continuation of mm. that. Now, gosh, I'm... Trying to think now what T V show. Uh, do you know what I really would like to see remade but done done not not hokey actually, very serious. Time tunnel. Mm. Cause that was great, wasn't it? That that iconic the icon I think they should keep that tunnel looking like that. Yeah. It's brilliant that yeah, tunnel, yeah. wasn't it? Remember the black and white circles disappearing inwards. Yeah, yeah. That's a
1: thing. Yeah. But yeah, there's I mean, that's a good concept that you can use without actually remaking the series. Yeah. Which is what you should do. Yeah.
3: And I think this should be a hard sci-fi remake of Forbidden Planet.
1: Well, that's that's sort of like rife for sort of getting more in-depth with, because it was... uh,
3: It was... I can't believe when I first saw that, I was expecting a monster movie sci-fi. It was in it was in the normal series of of a I saw Robinson Crusoe on Mars. It, it was a sci-fi mm. season. I think BBC Two. Yeah, yeah, I remember and, it. Um, and I saw that, and I, I don't know what I was expecting. I was expecting something like, oh, it's a bit like Star Trek, isn't it? You know, exploring the galaxy. there's a ship. They've arrived. Well, yeah,
1: we, you only ever saw the robot when the you robot. looked at pictures. And, yeah. And, and, you know, that was Robbie. So, And next
3: minute, we've got a creature from the head. Yeah. Holy crap. I was not expecting that. It's a lot more intelligent than you think it is. It is it it um it's brilliant. And then you realise, holy crap, Leslie Nielsen actually was a leading man young guy at once.
1: And do you know what it is based on?
3: It, oh, what's it? was uh, tempest one? Very much so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It
1: took me a while to remember it as well, so don't worry. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say. I was letting fallow. you talk <laughs> while I was remembering it. Good job <laughs> I didn't say a fellow, innit? Um,
3: <laughs> no, the it's a cracking film, and if anybody's not seen it, it, it there was a Blu-ray out not so long ago with some extras on. it. It's absolutely beautiful. On I that. think it's an HMV exclusive yeah. that as well. Is it you? right? Yeah. I got it, a copy. Th- I got a copy of that. It sent me. Yeah. It sent her yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah. It's
3: lovely. Really good. So, yeah, we got we got that. So I think that Time Tunnel and Forbidden Planet, hard sci-fi version, though, I, I, you could go the other way and make it into something. Hokey, like yeah. Well, like Lost in Space or something, you know. Yeah. But we have got a new series of Lost in Space coming, haven't we?
1: Yeah, that's going to be good, isn't it?
3: Well, you know, I didn't mind that. Movie version in 98 that everybody hates for some reason. I yeah, yeah that,
1: that didn't work for me. No. Do you know, the original's actually been screened on Horror Channel.
3: Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You Well, how much did they pay you for that one then? But oh, shut I'm up. I'm only kidding. Anyway, no, I love the Horror Channel. I do.
1: Mm. I they, do. They've been showing it and it's, it's brilliant. Oh, God. Right from the black and white days.
3: Yeah, well, I love them. Do you remember John Williams did the theme tune for what is it, season three onwards? Mm? Yeah, took over and went and uh, did a version of it. But that's not the one that everyone remembers. No, no. no. I know. That was when it went colour, wasn't it? It was completely mental, that show. Later on, the first season was quite grounded, actually. Mm. And all the crazy stuff that everybody remembers with it, with crazy creatures and...
1: and Danger bloody... Will Robinson and...
3: and uh, yeah, the, well, he had a lot. It was all about the creatures in it. He had creatures with colanders on the reds and yeah, silver yeah. face paint and crap and all that sort of... Stuff. That was all the third season. Mm. The the first two seasons, were really grounded. They did a similar thing with The Man From U.N.C.L.E. and screwed that up and went really camp and then tried to pull it back with the fourth season. Same thing happened with Lost in Space. They lost a lot of readers when they had, you know... um viewers. Aluminium monsters. Uh, viewers. Oh, readers, what am I saying? A lot of viewers... And the, then they tried to pull it back by making it slightly more grounded, but it's too late.
1: Yeah, but because the people yeah, who but, like that sort of stuff are not the people yeah. who want the grounded. Now, stuff. Now,
3: anyone who remembers it, you remember the the guy who would always sabotage everything. It'd be the professor, yeah, be, yeah. yeah, and he 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 got on with the with a boy, the young boy, but he never got on with anyone else. And I tell you, there'd be some uh, scrutiny placed on that relationship. Yeah, at is the it
1: moment. Jonathan, somebody or other? Yeah, uh, it was it Billy Mummy? Was yeah, the, Billy the young... Mummy, wasn't it? Yeah,
3: if they, mm. Mummy. It's Thanks. only one M.
1: Oh rightly Moomie. Billy Moomin. He was in a few uh, Twilight Zone episodes as well. Oh
3: yeah, no, he was. No, I remember. He was. He was in the one that got remade, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, um, it's a Boy's Life. That's something. it, yeah, yeah. That yeah. mm. was in the it was in Twilight Zone, the movie. Yeah. He's one of the few people who made it out of the film in one piece. <sighs> anyway. That's the Joe Dante section. Yeah, it says. Well, that was alright. They didn't film at night, no, did they? <gasps> um anyway, the God, God, I shouldn't have said that, should I? And the too soon, always too soon. Yeah. Next week's guest, John Landis. Yay. Oh, I love John Landis. Mm. No, I felt sorry for him. He got a lot of, uh, he never really recovered from all that, did he? Mm. But the, yeah, the lost in space, the thing that got me with that professor is he was putting their life in danger week after week after week. He'd do something proper shitty that would land them in a mess and, Everyone at the end of the episode, it had always been. Oh, what are you like? Oh, eh? you. Come on, let's get off to the next planet then. And it's, oh. it's like, no, 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 no. He nearly killed you no. all, and and he at the drop of a hat sabotages the ship, sabotages that bloody robot mm. that that is turned into a killing machine that only he can control. Yeah, and he he screws every single person over on the show. And it wasn't to a degree where he's more of a comic character. Some of it was proper nasty. Yeah, yeah. But at the end, it'd always be like, "What's he like? Hey? Yeah. What's God. he like? Hey, bloody hell! Got the that's maybe that's where Harvey Weinstein uh, oh him based it based his uh, little shtick on." God's sakes! Anyway, Yeah,
1: well, we don't know whether he had a little stick or not. That's, let's not get slanderous. You know, it's
3: Twenty minutes too, I'm thinking we, we could do we could just go to the end, couldn't we? I don't know. What do you reckon? Do you want a quick break? Yeah. All right, we're going for a quick break. It's not my fault. I was happy to go on. Refreshment bring you break. Goodness, but you know, this is how it is. We're going for a break.
2: Blackula is back, all new, all powerful. <laughs>
1: Blackula, the black prince of shadows, rises from his grave to stalk the earth again in the all-new motion picture chiller Scream, Blackula, Scream. <laughs> Blackula returns, quenching his thirst for blood in a death trap for his enemies. Blackula, more horrifying than Dracula, screaming for revenge against a voodoo cult of evil. <laughs> Scream, Blackula, Scream, all-new rated PG starring William Marshall, Don Mitchell, and Pam Greer, the sensuous godmother of coffee. You were terrified at Blackula. Now the Prince of Shadows returns in Scream, Blackula, Scream.
2: Burst Radio. Hang out with the editors of the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. till 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Those hands are playing the strangest musical instrument in the world. The only instrument that is not touched. My hands.
3: You ask for... And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And we've got a, a, another email and Tony uh, Tony is emailing in and he's he's sort of now convinced me about the Orville that I shouldn't have just give up after one episode. Because, like, you know, sometimes I've watched a show and it's took about half a season to get...
1: And then sometimes Essential, you watch you know. a couple of episodes and you give up Gotham.
0: Yeah, all right. And okay. they get better. I give up. I give, I, and did you,
1: ever, did, did you ever watch Bates Motel? No. You're missing it. I'll get it, I'll get it. That's that's the, one of the best things of the last yeah, few years. Yeah, I
3: know, I know. Well, if you're telling me that it's as good as, as Hannibal, then. And,
1: and again, yeah, the first sure. few episodes, you're going to go, what the,
3: what the hell? No, it's all right. As long as I know what I'm
1: watching. The long game is amazing. But
3: I'm just such a fan of of the third of the in fact i didn 't mind the third psycho movie I thought the those three movies were really tight I really number two them. especially is really good oh number two man it, uh, number two psycho two has got to be one of the best sequels ever made i mean
1: it was certainly sort of underrated sequels
3: oh my god it's good my god it's, it's it, in fact you know what i'd 'd rush past the first one just to watch that. You Know yeah. if they were on, I'd be that's the one I'd be wanting to see,
1: but a bit uh-huh. in hindsight, go at it, yeah, not thinking about oh, yeah, Hitchcock's version, just okay. think about the story, yeah, but not it. his version, okay, because it's so much different, it's set in a different time scale, yeah. uh, and but it's the story, it. and it gets to where you, you will know you're going to go to, yeah, but in a different way and right. a different way to what you'd expect. It's right. brilliant, and wow. that, that that lad, um, yeah, off his name, name. Oh. I cannot remember off the top of my head, but um, I apologise, but yeah. So he's
3: made a big impression?
1: No, but he was really, really good. No, I'm good. only kidding. He was no, really no. good.
3: No, I'm, that's on my list, that. Well, Tony's saying, Martin and Mike, you mentioned the Orville. I have to say, it's so damn good. Very much in tradition of the original with the year 2017. It's sort of angle, but it's it's uh, but it's but only a touch. He's saying it's just a touch of 2017, but only a little bit. Simply put, it's fun. But you know what? That's good enough for me. I'm, it's the other. I do. I'm just sort of watching Star Trek Discovery out of out of duty. Out of loyalty. and yeah, <laughs> to the brand, and so I can comment on it and here. But and I've still got to say now, even though I like the animation and the, the graphics and that on the title sequence, God, it's so crap. That that music, the the, it's got the lamest intro theme. Mm. Of any of these shows, and I mean by far, and even probably, worse
1: than Enterprise.
3: Oh, well, at least that was original, mm. at least that was um. what it was. <laughs> well, no, it was it, they were that was their take on it. And if you listen to the lyrics, and yeah, uh, that you was, shouldn't it, have
1: lyrics. I well, bloody... it was
3: they were trying to do something different, and it didn't sit that well, and I get that. But this is absolutely anodyne, it's got the only time that your ears. Brick up and you go, Oh, that's this is kind of good. Is when it's literally lifting bars from the Star Trek, yeah. But the, theme, the start and the end, boom, yeah, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. that's it. And then you go, oh, How's it go Star again? Oh, is it finished? Dun, dun. <laughs> it's, it's just that, it's that, that big thing. And you go, well, well, it is just a load of driving <laughs> for like a minute and a half, and then. then Dun, 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 dun. And then that's the bit where you go, oh, it's a Star Trek theme. And if you've got to nick the, this is my accusation where everyone was going on about, oh, the best theme music to a Bond ever. It, it, this Skyfall, oh, it's amazing! It's amazing. I go, well, oh, yeah, it's a bit lazy though. It's got the James Bond theme in it. Mm. <laughs> I mean, uh, John Barry, you know, he, he alluded to that in Gold Goldfinger, but he never in any of them like you didn't in You Only Live Twice. with gorgeous um, James Bond theme music, and it's uh, it's got it's not riffing off. It's it's evocative of James Bond all the way through. It's it's in its DNA, but it doesn't lift the actual bars of music from the 007 theme the, or the James Bond theme in, in itself, and that's what. This does anyway.
1: Right, before we before we move on, just a quick brief one. As yep. you mentioned, you only Live twice. Yep. Uh, Karen Door passed away.
3: Um, Helga Brandt. Yep, yep. Uh,
1: so, not a big fairly, one. We're not going to do a 2 paid obituary, bit, but you bit, know it's. A, bit, um, but just thought since you since I you mentioned yeah. you only lived twice, I always get
3: sad when anyone goes. It did that. That's some of these. A lot of these Bond actors, actresses, they did, They didn't go on to. Do much after really? No, but they they, them, but
1: they they made a living signing on the.
3: Listen, I'm all for it. Yeah. You know, yeah, we were just discussing on the break. Then, Fox Films up for sale. Disney, obviously, for oh, this would be nice. The X Men are suddenly being the uh, top pop- it popping up in Marvel movies. Yeah,
1: and they might be able to do a, f- a fair fist of uh, Fantastic Four.
3: Oh, yeah, exactly. And uh, no, talks have just broken down with Disney. I think a lot of this
1: is down to um, Murdoch wanting Sky to be yep. just Sky. Oh, yeah. So they've got to offload Fox, I think. So
3: Yeah, that's fine. Well, Disney, if you don't get it, you you're gonna be sorry. Because, you're missing a trick. Well, if they don't get it, they're gonna end up having to suppress this movie and stomp on that movie and all the rest of it. If they get that, then all the X-Men stuff can start to cross over mm. without any new, without any problem. do even
1: have to do it crazily? It'll just yeah. be a little bit here and there. Yeah.
3: So you got that, but more importantly, yeah, you can just straight straight away put the Fantastic Four in a, in the next. Upcoming, you don't even have to give them their own standalone movie. I think that I, would be a bad idea if I, you did. I think, I think you should have them turn up and help out in, in yeah, the same way. Get as people the, to know the characters. Yeah, in and the the, and
1: movies. then they can give them a standalone.
3: Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Anyway, a uh, bit bit more news. Doctor Who news. Um, in Children in Greed is on in. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wednesday on Friday. Is it this week? This, this is week, it? week or next. Oh, week? I don't know. I think it's next week and it's uh um, avoid it like the plague. Oh, we just we don't know what's going on the week we do the deadline. Um yeah, there's a scene from the Doctor Who Christmas special Twice Upon a Time and they go don't know what it is. I think it's a preview of of part of it. So I think it's not de- it's not dedicated just for people who watch that, I think it will be part. It will be shown again. It's not Christmas.
1: like a, a a prequel bit like they do with this. The they uh, usually
3: do. I mean, they did when uh, when yeah, Eccleston them. went. They did the the first five minutes of Tenant's era was was on children in need. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and uh, it was not a bad sequence actually. But that and you also had them do the one where Tenant's Doctor, tenth doc, Doctor, met Peter Davison's Doctor, mm. and. You do do that, but I think this is just a preview of the Christmas special. So yeah, don't get too excited. But yeah, uh, don't give them any money. Yeah, you know how it is. So go and buy our
1: magazine instead, and another... it goes to a good cause. Then
3: oh yeah, and here we go. Back back in in the nineteen seventies, eighties, and I was obsessed. One of my favourite books of all time was Lord of the Rings, and I really loved The Hobbit as well. And they were they were they were amongst my favourite books ever. I mean, they—they're just incredible books. And then I saw that half of the story done in animated form with the amazing uh, Bakshi. Ralph movie. Bakshi, yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was um, seventy-eight. Oh, yeah, very, very good use of rotoscoping and, and very weird imagery. They—they they did really well to get across some of the imagery that I got in my head when I was reading the uh, the, the novel. That that was well
1: ahead of its time, that animation.
3: It was, it was really good. And then he just didn't get the money to do the second part. So Mm. you had the first half of it and then bang. I
1: remember when it was on TV, I think Channel 4 showed it um, early 80s. Yeah. And because it's only half the story. Yeah. They had five minutes at the end of the continuity announcer telling you the rest of the story. It's
3: unbelievable, isn't it? But that's where you got, you got, um, when when the, the Bakshi's movie was out in the cinema, it ended with, uh, and thus, uh, and you had, um, who did the voice now? Somebody, who did? Um, was it Ralph Richardson? I think it was Ralph Richardson, yeah, who did Gandalf. And he just said at, at the end of it, he just went, uh, and here end of the first part of the history of the War of the Ring. And that was the end of the film. And then, when they've really released it since on DVD, and also when it's been on TV since Mm. uh, that initial run, it says, um, and it it says some really quick amble that was, and they all went on to to win the day, and Zoran fell, fell and that was it, and we won, (laughs) something like that. But it basically has different, it has a different, yeah. um, Voiceover at the end now,
1: and that would have been Richardson. He was going to yeah. be dead by then.
3: So then, a year oh we got a movie coming. Jackson's doing it. Oh well, big fan of Peter Jackson. These are going to be good. So yeah, you know what? I know they're not everybody's cup of tea, but I love the Lord of the Rings films. I thought they were really good. That those three, they're great. And being a fan of the books and all that, even I mean,
1: the four-hour version, I
3: did like them because if you have got the patience and you do, I wouldn't do what all these idiots do where they, they <laughs> line themselves up for 12 hours at home with loads of bloody nachos and what have you and sit around watching it for 12 hours where you, you bloody migraine at the end that's killing you they i would watch them separately with a bit of space in between they they're good you know they, they take it to great depths they have extra stuff in that that uh, doesn't uh, ruin it although I've got to say, I think the cut of Return of the King is better because the arrival of the Ghost Army is um, a sudden, dramatic appearance that saves the day, whereas when uh, you see the full version, the, the the full, oh, please come with us, Mr. Ghost Army, come and help us, and they go, all right, then we'll come. So it's no shock whatsoever when they turn up, and I think that doesn't work as well. But that was that, The Hobbit, was a trip to hell that ruined three Christmases in a row for me. Yeah. Uh, literally, it was something that I dreaded coming up. Dreaded every single time. It was an abomination of cinema. And, you know, there you go. And now we're news. There is a Lord of the Rings TV series in development. And you know what? The Hobbit has wrecked it that much for me that I just don't care.
1: I don't see the part of doing it anyway.
3: I would have seen the part of doing it. I would have seen the part of doing it if you hadn't have had Jackson's films. Yeah, absolutely, if you hadn't it, have had if, them, yeah. If yeah. If you, I, would, I would have said if you hadn't <coughs> have had The Hobbit, I would have probably been up for another version of it because technically we've only seen it done in its entirety once on the screen. You could have fleshed out more of it on TV. Now, here's the thing. Those three books, there is plenty to flesh out. The Hobbit... No, they wasn't, and that's the difference. So yeah, I, I don't know what I make of that. I uh, want to see a, like excited? a BBC
1: version, but a BBC version like as if they'd made it in the eighties. Yeah. So you'd get loads of like you know superimposed backgrounds. Oh, and
3: Jesus Christ! You, you, you know, no one's got people wearing silly hats. Listen, do what I'm getting out of watching Star Trek Discovery. No one's got any patience for anything that doesn't look like it's cost a hundred million. You know. That's the impression I get. But there you go. More well, bit of news. Uh that that it's a call back to what me and you have been talking about on this show for ages. The dark universe. Oh yeah. Alex Kurtzman and Chris Morgan were drafted in to be the uh Kevin Feige uh, yeah. character, the, the Kevin Feige. The Kingpings, Pings, yeah, the, it's the the architect. puppet masters. Yeah, the architect of the Marvel Studios universe. He's the guy who makes sure everything fits together and works as a functioning whole. They were brought in to make this universe um, of of different movies, including, you know, a... uh, a version of the Invisible Man, uh, they weren't... Bride of Frankenstein. Bride, instead of doing Frankenstein, they were going straight to Bride. You had... Uh, were they going to do Creature from the Black Lagoon? That was one of them, yeah. They had a load of them and they had the famous picture where all the casts from all of them all, were, all sat, you know, nice little pose. It looks like that's going to be very much a collector's edition, that picture. Mm. Um, yeah, the, the, the disastrous results from The Mummy and... Morgan and Kurtzman have have done one. They, well, they've been marched. They've just been told, "Oh, we don't need you anymore." They're gone. And there were a load of officers that were um, put to one side for the Dark Universe. This was going to be their headquarters. And at Universal, they didn't bother moving in.
1: Yeah. Wow.
3: What a spectacular mess! In this day and age, where they've they've got a working template to look at with marvel you've got what not to do looking at dc and they they had a lot of properties there but like i said to you we had a conversation about it how do you make frankenstein dracula the mummy how do you make them relevant in a world where we're talking about earlier a tv show where zombies are getting disemboweled left right and center everything i mean we're just desensitized how do you make how do you make them scary again
1: yeah there's this, this you need new new things to scare people mm. the world is scary enough yeah. so what i mean we don't... we we need new sort of uh, outlets for it yeah i know by mine i mean the by all means I, mean, I adore the old films and i always go back to the old films yeah the old universal yeah. horror films amazing well made very Sort of like moody, atmospheric. Absolutely. But I get that they're not for everybody these days. They're not. They're not fast enough. They're not. There's no special effects. Oh, in there. Yeah. But you know. Wow. But what that, are, That's your problem. That that's
3: a lot of money wasted, and that, as you know, when I write in, it's only a movie. The things that trigger me, that get me, that make me go into a meltdown. Yeah. when it's not when someone does a little movie and it's a bit crap and it's not very good. It's not when people do an okay-ish attempt it yeah. could be better it's when studios pump hundreds of millions of dollars into stupid shit that hasn't got a chance of being anywhere that even when you read it on
1: thing. the paper you think that's never going to work
3: yeah and that like i say, the moment there was a lot they've, 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 they've
1: done you know they've tried to do updated versions of these films yeah, no, you yeah, know yeah, the they're... wolfman with uh Del Toro.
3: Which was to me, if it that was, had to be me, I thought that was pretty good. But was, no one liked it. It was they? a good
1: film until it turned into Team Wolf.
3: Well, yeah, there's that, isn't there? That
1: up until that point it was a good film. Uh, I like Wolf and me. Wolf and was great, Wolf. but again, we're looking at you know that stood up, stood up later.
3: Give me stood up werewolves. Yeah. Don't like these the dogs, big dogs. I want them stood up. My werewolves, I want them on two legs. And I want, I'm very tall and very menacing.
1: So what about the medical move in London?
3: That's the only downside to that film. I don't like the werewolf. The werewolf is irrelevant. The wolf is irrelevant in that yeah. film. By the time you get to that... I think they know that themselves. That's they, why they don't show it, so. it. It's an irrelevance. You could have got away, I swear, without showing the wolf. Yeah. You, yeah. Could have, you could have filmed it, but... You had an audience expectation, didn't yeah. you? So you, um, you had to deliver. Dracula
1: Untold was all right. I quite yeah. enjoyed that.
3: Yeah. It was the box office that, that put them off. Yeah. in the yeah, thing. That See, was the
1: way to have gone.
3: Yeah, I well, know. Well, what you should have had is that. And then Dracula arrived in modern day, mm. causing havoc. Yeah. That would have been awesome. That's what I liked about the Tomb of Dracula comic. Yeah. You know, he's actually more medicine now. When people don't don't believe he exists, yeah. Well, yeah. that's it. You know, yeah. Uh, that was the great part of it. But you know, that that's it. One last thing before maybe you can do a, a, a shout out on the horror channel. What's coming up? Ben Affleck, another interview this week, and they said so. Mm-hmm. When Justice League's out. There's going to be at least another five movies here where Batman's going to be turning up. So, were you looking forward to any of them? And he's like, oh, well, I can't comment on any of this. Yeah, you know. Oh, oh! When do you reckon? When do you reckon? <laughs> it, it, before or after Christmas? Where you get we we put on our New Starburst website? Ben Affleck leaves Batman.
1: It's going to be a month after Justice League comes yeah, out. Yeah,
3: it isn't it. It's going to be late. He's December.
1: been he's been told do not mention it until we've got the Kobe box office wrecked. for this.
3: That is exactly it. Yep, you make the most of him in Justice League. That's all I'm going to say. Boom, right. Horror channel, and then, we, then we're off skis. Yeah, there's some emails.
1: Just quick one you can refresh your emails while I'm doing this bit I of certainly a, will. bit of thing for people to sort of check yeah. out this so weekend. I'll
3: leave a room for any special nice,
1: no, okay, no, not at all. Not at all. Friday, 25 past 11 at night, and it's your favorite thing. Werewolves that stood up, dog soldiers.
3: I love that. That's great. Yep,
1: it's a great. Film. Neil Marshall, a great film, and good old Sean Pertwee.
3: He's great. Hey, he, when he's not putting that silly accent on, he's great.
1: He's going to end up being his dad, isn't you
3: know? he? He looks just like him. Yeah, he's, he's grown. Getting. He's grown into him.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a good if actor. they don't, if they don't get him to sort of do Doctor Who at some point,
3: he's a good actor.
1: Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah, Saturday. For the night owls, if you've just been out to Fab and you come home half past two, 25 to th- three, Witchfinder General. Oh. You can chuck up your how uh, kebab. Years,
3: how many years old is that now? 1968. So, so we're into what's its anniversary next next year? 50. 50 years, wow. Oh, God. The Witchfinder General, by the way, there are two, my two favourite Findery films. Is there a such a thing? I don't know. There is that now. That, that films that, that have Witchfinders in them. Yeah. And uh, my two favourite are Twins of Evil and Witchfinder General. Yeah. Which do you reckon's best?
1: I think mean, Witchfinder's actually better.
3: Yeah. It probably is. is it? Cause it
1: can... I love Cushing. Yeah. But... um.
3: Oh, he was an arsehole in that film. When of course, he, yeah. He played an he, he, totally against type. bastard in that film. It and and great. The, the
1: Collinson... Twins were were very very nice eye candy. Yeah, they
3: were, well they were they were they were good in the film. They weren't just yeah. you no, know no. useless, were they?
1: One of them's dead now.
3: Oh, well, well, one of them dead.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, think is the
3: key... other one lonely.
1: Yeah, she has to do signings on her own.
3: Oh, that's sad.
1: Yeah, I bet uh, you
3: bring it up and all, don't you? I go, I wish, I wish there were two of you. Yeah, because co- this this and is, then is she worth into tears. And this then this picture's
1: worthless without the other the autograph. God. Yeah. Um that sounded awful, didn't it? Well um yeah. I Vince... might have to cut that out. No you don't. No. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Uh Vincent Price at his menacing best. Indeed. Uh and he he, he had, there's a lot of stories from the, the production of this one, isn't there? So he didn't get on with the director, Michael Reeves. Yeah. And there's a gr- uh, if I remember it right, there's a great story where he's giving Price directions. Mm. And uh, and Price has been, you know, a bit of a bit of a stuck-up sort of prick. And it, it, oh, how many films have you made? Mm. I can't do Vincent Price voice. Obviously, I don't yeah. want to try. And Michael Reeves says uh, one. Mm. He said, "Ah, I've made fifty, sixty. Yeah, yeah, but I've made one good one.
3: Yeah." Well, am I right? There's other things about Michael Reeven. Are you? I mean, I've, I've read other stuff along the. Is it a interesting relationship he's had sometimes with people on set? Oh yeah, but he's had. Uh, but you're right there that that uh, oh, there was an, another film. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, there was a, these a lot of interesting stories about him. Yeah, and,
1: and again, he he, he died, died sadly very young, and yeah, yeah. But he made two more films, I think, after that.
3: Yeah, it was one of these two that I'm thinking of. There was there's some interesting stories, but with that, he, yeah, like you say, he didn't do much, but he certainly made his mark. Yeah, but somebody said they wouldn't work with him again, and I'm trying to. Remember. I,
1: I believe it was difficult, but yeah, um, but talented and that's all you need
3: yeah that's it yeah i'll have to remember it i'll, I'll mention it on another show if i think of, of, of what what it was now it's, it's quite a good story mm.
1: yeah so there's there's my pick of the weekend do, right. do check out the other and of course they've got star trek the original series and voyager yeah absolutely as we well were you talking say about.
3: star trek the original series but i don't know if you uh, are aware that uh, the special effects and the the Enterprise exterior shots or any model shots and all that have all been uh, updated. Oh, it's, now, the, it's,
1: it's the remastered HD yeah, yeah. version that's showing there. So, yeah.
3: Now, here's the thing. In HD, the what looked absolutely brandy were, when you compare Star Trek made in 1960s, late 60s, to the Doctor with the 70s, the the model and effects works were absolutely brilliant. It mm. was it was like a difference between movies and TV. It was oh, yeah, like. yeah. Now, yeah, when they updated to HD the, the old uh, the next generation and all the newer shows were fine, no problem, but they were a little bit whatever, so they, the, they updated them. but I've got to say, as when I heard they were doing this, I was horrified, and I went that they shouldn't do that, that's sacrilege or they shouldn't just do it only to the basics. And then I saw one or two of them, and it's incredible. It looks like it was done in 1966, 1968, yet mm-hmm. it looks fresh, it looks perfect, it looks clean, The um, and it looks like those ships could arrive in the next generation and mm. it still wouldn't look wrong, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. They, they, so basically they recreated the effects, improved upon them. They look like they were made in the 60s, but they're that perfect that they stand up with the new stuff. Yeah. So I, I think it's amazing the job they've done. And and that's another argument, isn't it? There's another yeah, argument. There. Should I, I,
1: they have done it? But I'm a little against that, but I get if it works, it's good.
3: You have to see one or two and compare because they've put them on YouTube, some people. They've said, right, this was uh, d- the Doomsday one. Mm. Um, they This footage from the uh, actual evil sh- machine or whatever. you yeah. call. I forgot how it ends now, that one. And they uh, and they put the footage side by side, so you can see the difference, and it's mind-blowingly better. Than yeah, new stuff.
1: As long as it's not too jarring.
3: I think. I think. Unlike watching the F bomb the other week, the on the show Discovery, I think that Jim Rodebury would look at this and go, "Brilliant! Thank, that's amazing! What a great job you've done." Star Trek Discovery, I actually think. Jim Rodenbury would turn in his grave. Yeah. I did, did so many things that he did not want that show to be that it, turn up in it, and that's what, what I find a shame as it well. Was,
1: it was more of a, an attitude and a, and it a was. philosophy, it, wasn't it? It was so. an
3: ethos. It was a philosophy, a utopia that he constructed in his own head that that made that show feel different. It made that show feel better you know it made aspirational so you you were i watched that as a kid and i was like oh i'd love to live hit then mm. you know i'd love to live in that future amazing it looks brilliant yeah there is not one moment of watching star trek discovery that i think oh i'd love to live there yeah and in fact i'm like thinking oh god yeah is this all we gotta look forward to yeah anyway There we go. I think that's the show for this week. So, in the meantime, we will be back next week. But, in the meantime, please, will you go and have a look at starburstmagazine.com? If you haven't already picked up issue 442, pick it up from the newsagent. Issue 443 is coming soon, and you want to get ready for the 40-year celebrations of Starburst. And... Please, 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 if you are listening to this on iTunes, please rate us. That would be very, very nice. Uh, I've been Mike, and he's been Martin. And we will most certainly see you next week.
2: Tumbling thousand centuries You don't know where you land It's so sort of dark in Treasures
1: of history
2: To be found
0: Here the legends of time All the handy works remain
2: listening to starburst radio the greatest radio show in the universe every wednesday 9 p.m until 11 p.m exclusive to fab radio international starburst radio is sponsored by fab cafe tv and movie theme bar portland street manchester i hope you got your shitting pants on what? You're shitting pants. I hope you're wearing them right now. Because you are about to shit your
0: pants. Lame.